Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. Uh, Man, we are glad you joined us today. This is an exciting time. It's a time where, again, the church globally is moving out of one season into another season And we're believing that God is going to take the church globally to a different level. We've learned some new things. We've connected in some new ways. And God has placed us in this earth to make his name famous. How many of you believe that? Come on. And we're going to encourage our church to keep moving forward. Keep believing God for the amazing things he has in store for us as a family. And we are so honored you're with us today. I want to take a few moments today and I want to talk through a very famous uh, psalm in the Bible, Psalm 23. And I believe that Psalm 23 is going to help us in this new season. You know, God wants us to, to have what we're referring to as a valorous spirit. A valorous spirit isn't, you know, a spirit of intimidation. It's not a spirit of Uh, oh, look at me. It's actually a spirit of saying that I am brave, I am fearless, I am humble because of who God is and what he's done in my life. And God has taken us out of this season and moving us into a different season. And I really believe he is looking for a valorous church. Come on, somebody. Having a a valorous spirit. You know, I want to talk to us today about coming out of the valley. It's one thing to be in the valley. It's another thing uh, to be going to the valley. But whenever we have a valorous spirit, we can begin to move out of the valley. Now, our world has sort of been in a valley. It's been in a, a dark place. Let me refer to it a little bit as it's been in a funk. Anybody know what a funk is? Come on. My, my wife oftentimes tell, tells me, get out of your funk. Come on. In other words, you, you know, you're kind of in a smelly place. You, you seem to be stuck. You, you seem to be being held back. So I want to talk about coming out of the valley, coming out of the funk. And I really believe that David, who penned this psalm, really understood what it meant to come out of something. He had experienced God in a powerful, powerful way in his life. He had a personal relationship with the Creator And he knew how to come out of dark moments. Listen to what the Bible says. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love, and if you're following along in in another translation, it may say, surely your goodness and mercy It says, will pursue me all the days of my life. Man, how many of you would like God's goodness and mercy? How many of you know that God's goodness and mercy is pursuing you all the days of your life? 
And David goes on to say, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to understand today that you belong to the family of God if you have put your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You belong to the family of faith and God's goodness and God's unfailing love and his mercy is chasing you down all the days of your life whether you're in COVID-19, whether you know what you have been through, through in, in a pandemic, whether you're in a dark place, whether you're on a mountaintop, he is your God and he pursues you with everything because he desires a personal relationship with you and me. And what he wants to do is he wants to empower his church to be everything they are created to be. And so we're coming out of a dark season. We're coming out of a valley. But I want us to remember what, what the spirit of this psalmist is as he pens this amazing song. He says, man, you know, even in a valley, even in a, in a dark place, I know God's with me. And I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna have a valorous spirit. I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm not gonna fear the evil in the dark place. I'm gonna keep moving forward. I'm gonna keep believing his best for me. Because I understand who he is as my God. And my friends, I want you to understand that God wants to be understood. He wants you to know who he is. He wants you to know that he's with you. He wants you to know that he wants you to climb higher. He wants you to come out of dark moments. And he wants to create a spirit in you, a valorous spirit to do something great. But a valorous spirit understands the goodness of God's discipline. Come on, somebody. How many of you know the goodness of God's discipline? Discipline, yeah. Discipline is not a word that's thought too highly of in our society today. But honestly, it, it's a good thing. Discipline helps us become greater. Anybody that is great at anything is highly disciplined in that thing. In other words, they, they're not just functional. They, they, have, they have some discipline in whatever they're doing. You want to see somebody that's great at being an athlete? It's not just the talent they have, it's the discipline they have. And great athletes have discipline. They're disciplined to go through, to, to practice day in and day out. They, they prepare themselves. They're, they're, they become better and better and better. And, and the writer here says, you know what? I appreciate the Lord's discipline. I appreciate the tools that he, he has in his hand as a shepherd. He uses a sheep shepherd analogy here because he is a, a, a shepherd at heart because he was one who looked after his sheep and this particular day. But he says here in Psalm 23, verse four, he says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, he says, I will not be afraid. I'll be fearless. I'll be bold. I'll be valorous. I'll be humble. He says, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and they comfort me. Now again, the rod and the staff were the tools in the shepherd's hand to, to help guide the sheep, protect the, the sheep against uh, 
uh, foreign things that would try to attack the sheep. The, it would use, be used to, to help maneuver the sheep to where the sheep needed to go and do great things. And, you know, the Bible says we are all like sheep and we have gone astray. However, the Lord's discipline is good. Because what the Lord's discipline will do is put you back on the right path, the path to grow you into something magnificent and incredible. And when God puts discipline in our life, it helps us function and be who he has created us to be. But in order to to have a, a, a valorous spirit, a brave spirit, you gotta have God's discipline in your life. You know, the Bible even says in the book of Hebrews, God disciplines those he loves. Come on, somebody. God disciplines those he loves. Now, no discipline, as the Bible says there in that passage, feels good when it's happening. But we all know it is good because it brings things out of us that are in us that we normally would not do or be if we didn't have that discipline in our life. Throughout the quarantine, me and my family have, have lost a little discipline, if you know what I'm talking about. In other words, stay-at-home order was good for a few days. It was awesome to have that break, wasn't it? But, but you know what's interesting is is a stay-at-home order, as, as you begin to stay at home, you, uh, things can begin to enter your life and all of a sudden it feels kind of comfortable and cozy and before you know it, you wake up in a, in a dark space because you stayed at home, you became isolated, you sit on the couch, you ate Cheetos, you didn't go to the gym, you didn't exercise, you didn't do anything in rhythm and all of a sudden, that thing that felt comfortable but to begin with became something that was lulling you to sleep. And how many of you know sometimes you just need somebody to prod you a little bit or something to prod you a little bit to move you out of that space and help you move forward in your life. See, I really do believe that one of the great challenges that we have during the pandemic Again, social distancing, man, we're practicing it as a church. We think it's amazing. We think, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our leaders have made great decisions in helping us be a part. I think, you know, we got to understand that there's people all around us that can, 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 get, be, uh, can get this sickness and it, it can be devastating in their life and we honor that. See, a valorous spirit isn't one that just steps up and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to put everything to, to, to the side. No, no, it's one that says, I'm going to be fearless in this situation and circumstance, but I'm going to show honor to those around me. I'm going to show respect to those around me. And, and I'm not going to fear the evil of, of the valley. But, but what happens a lot of times is, is we begin to go downhill. And during this pandemic, many of us have, have gone downhill. You know, I, I realized that if God didn't step in and shake me up a little bit, that I was getting so slack that I was gonna become, you know, a product of, of, of the valley. 
And I mean, I mean physically, not just spiritually. Because, because I found myself, and again, I, I've gained a little weight during this pandemic. So one of my great friends said, every time I go to the refrigerator, I open the door and it says, well, what the heck you want now? You, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, I got to stay at home. What's to eat now? You know, what, what, what's to eat now? And uh, anybody experience that? Come on. And, and I, I found myself like, dude, what am I doing? I'm getting out of the rhythm. I'm getting out of the discipline. I, I, I'm getting myself in a place of isolation. I, I'm kind of just sitting around and, and not moving forward. And God is like nudging me. He said, man, you need to have a different spirit. So today we're referring to that as, as a valorous spirit, but we got to come out. We got to move forward. You know, again, just because the gym was closed didn't mean I couldn't exercise. But I chose in the social distancing to get slack. I chose, you know, I even bought some of them stretch tubey things. That was going to be my gym. I used them one time and they're still in my backpack. It's not my gym because I got out of the routine. I'm talking physically right now. You know, some of us get out of the routine of meeting with God every single day. Some of us get out of the routine of, of, of knowing God personally because of pandemics, because of distractions, because of all kinds of things around us. And what God is saying is, no, 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 let's put those disciplines in place. Let me nudge you and get your attention so that you can be everything you were created to be. We got this little dog while we've been in quarantine. A new dog, a new puppy. Our family did. His name is Jetson. And, and he's one of them uh, doodles. They, they said he's a golden doodle, but I, he ain't golden. He's actually, he's shiny and he's real black. And, and again, they said he's a golden doodle. They said they can pop out that color. I don't know, but he's not golden. He, he, he's, he's maybe some sort of other kind of doodle. He's, he's, uh, he's a black doodle. He's awesome. He's got a little spot of white here on his chest, real curly little guy. It's about 15 weeks old, but, but I don't think he's a doodle. I think he's a devil. I think he's a, I think he's a demon. And we got this dog, and I'm like, I asked my wife, why did we get another dog? I mean, this dog, he eats, he uses the bathroom, where he's not supposed to use the bathroom. And lo and behold, this is a dog that they didn't tell us this when we got him, but he likes to dig holes in my yard. And if you don't constantly stay with little Jetson, he does whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it and however he wants to do it. But how many of you know that's a pathway to destruction? And honestly, a lot of us are like little Jetson, aren't we? We need God to do some discipline in our life. Now, here's the interesting thing I found out about Jetson is our son Cole is the disciplinarian in our family. And what Cole has done is he, he's began to spend a little time with Jetson trying to train him. Kim and I, we, we, we're not dog trainers and 
Cole's probably not really a dog trainer, but he's had a little bit of exposure to some dog training uh, with some people who, that friends of ours who, who train dogs for, for military action. And can I tell you, those are some pretty disciplined dogs. I mean, they're pretty incredible dogs. And, you know, Cole spent a little time with them, so we're, we're, we're not trying to make Jetson a military dog. We're, we're just wanting to mind. So he's not a bad dog. So when he comes out into public, he's not sniffing in places he's not supposed to sniff. You know what I'm talking about. He's not doing things, jumping up on things, hitting you in the face. And the No, no, we want him to be respectful, but we also want him to be very functional. And so we bought this little collar and Cole uses the collar and he disciplines Jetson with the collar. It's amazing because it has these little prod things on it, it doesn't hurt him. It's a little bit discomfortable for him, but it has these little prod things on him. But when he pulls on those little prod things, it's amazing because Jetson will begin to follow his instructions and follow his lead and follow his commands. Though he'll go, "Ah, ah, ah," you know, make a little sound, all those kind of things. He's not being hurt. He's actually being helped. And what I've found after a two-hour disciplinary session with Cole, this 15-week-old puppy will not run away from my son, Cole. You would think, well, man, he's disciplining him. He's making him do things that he don't want to do. No, no, he's making him better. And keep in mind, your God is the same way in your life. Sometimes it may feel like it's a little bit of discomfort. But our great God sometimes prods us enough to help us get direction in our life, to step forward so that life can be enjoyable and it can be amazing and it can be as is he has designed it. But, but what has happened is after Cole lets him go and says, free, takes the collar off, Jetson don't run away from Cole. As a matter of fact, he'll he'll run to him after these disciplinary things. And he runs to him. He wants to get up close to him. He wants to be with him. And though he's put him through a pretty intense, a pretty intense instruction environment, what he does is, is he's drawn to that because he begins to understand that as as love and and he's making me better and he's teaching me new things and I'm going in new ways. My friend, I want you to understand the rod and the staff of your great God and this David who penned this psalm had a valorous spirit and he understood when God's discipline was in his life, it was for his good. It was God doing good things in his life. Don't you resist the discipline of the Lord. It's amazing. And my friend, I want us to all to understand when God does it, what it does is as we're free in Christ Jesus, it causes us to move back towards him because we know he has our best interest in mind. Amen. And so the writer of this Psalm said, man, I know how to have a valorous spirit is to have the discipline of God in my heart and in my life. But what else he said here in this Psalm? He says, man, I can get through the valley. I don't have to be afraid because I I know the God who loves me and he sets a table before me. Psalm 23, verses four and five. 
He says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Now, again, how could he come out of the valley? How could he come out of this dark place? He he understood God's vision was to have a, a personal relationship with him. And I need you to understand today, wherever you are in life, God's vision is to have a personal relationship with you. This is an amazing section of scripture here where it says he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And one of the best sermon messages I've ever heard on that particular phrase in our Bible in Psalm 23 was by a pastor out of Atlanta, Georgia. His name is Louis Gigolo. I want to encourage you to go listen to his sermon on the Lord's table or Google it, whatever you got to do. Listen to that when you leave church this week. It is amazing. But the, the nuts and bolts of, of what it means the, the Lord prepares a table uh, in, in the presence of your enemies and my enemies is this, is our enemies have the ability to be distractive in our life, don't they? However, the goodness of God is not distracted by your enemies. He realizes we have enemies. But in spite of the enemies, he does not fear the enemies. He says, I'm going to pursue you in such a way that I'm going to set a table in the presence of your enemies for you to come to. And imagine this, sit down at a table one-on-one with me. Can you imagine God setting an amazing feast for you? Setting the table for you with the finest china ever. And he's inviting you to step in and have this personal relationship with him and sit down and talk to him in spite of all the distractions that are around the table. He says, I want to invite you to come sit down and have a conversation with me. See, see, David knew that God desired a personal relationship with him. He knew that he was a God in spite of all the enemies. That he still sets a table and says, come sit down and dine with me at this table. My vision isn't just to be a God that is far off. It's a God who steps in, sets the table, sets down, invites you to get past the distractions and have an amazing personal relationship with me. My friend, you want to have a valorous spirit? Know that God. He's a God that's not afraid of your distractions. He's a God that's not afraid of your enemies. He's a God that steps into that. It says, in spite of it, I'm going to set a table in the presence of your enemies. And I'm going to invite you to sit down. My friend, a valorous spirit, a spirit that comes out of the valley, has the Lord's discipline. It also has the Lord's vision for this personal relationship. And look what else he says in this passage. He says, here in Psalm 23, verses 4 and 5. He says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, he says, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. He says, you honor me. Remember, he honors us so we can honor him. 
You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with a blessing. And so, again, a valorous spirit understands God's healing. See here again a, a sheep shepherd analogy. When a, when a shepherd would anoint a, 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 a sheep with oil, it was basically a, a healing ointment. He would, he would pour over the, 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 the sheep to keep the parasites off the sheep. And what the writer here says is, look, God, you're like that. Your, your love, your mercy, your goodness, your grace has been poured over me. And it, and it keeps all of these things you know, it, it begins to help protect me and guide me and shape me into everything I'm created to be. I understand the Lord's healing. See, see, that's what God wants you to understand today is, is his healing. God wants to heal your heart, man. And, I, and whether you're on a mountaintop in a valley, going in a valley, coming out of a valley, he wants to heal your heart because a healed heart a heart that's been anointed by the God of the universe as he has poured out this anointing over your life can begin to get through the hurt. It, it, understanding the Lord's healing doesn't mean, mean that you're not gonna understand the hurt or feel the hurt. But what it does mean is in spite of the hurt, you're gonna keep moving because you know the God who heals. He's the God who has healed you're hurt. He's the God who has healed your heart. And he, he knows that you're going to experience things in life in dark moments. But as you experience those, you can get through the darkness, through the valley without being afraid. You may have a little limp because your leg is hurting a little bit. But the truth of the matter is you can keep climbing. It don't mean that God hasn't healed your heart because your leg hurts. It means that you know the God who bandages and he, he binds the wounds of the brokenhearted. It means that you know the God who, who said this in Luke chapter four. Jesus said it in Luke 4, 18 and 19. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. And that time of the Lord's favor has come, Jesus says. That's what he says about himself. He, he, he's the ultimate anointing of God. He, he's the healer of, of humanity. He's the one that comes and forgives sin. This is what his blood is all about on the cross, my friend. It was poured out. The anointing power and blood of your great God and my great God was poured out on that cross to heal your heart, to open your eyes, to set you free from captivity and all the things that hold you back. The Lord's Spirit has been poured out. His anointing, his heart has been poured out to you and me so we can move forward and have a, a valorous spirit. Not, not a spirit that we, we live in hiding, but a, a spirit that we live bold and fearless. Not in an intimidating, look at me way, but in an honoring way. A way that honors God. A way that says, God brought me out. 
God's discipline has changed my life. God's healing has covered and forgiven me of all my sin. God is desiring a personal relationship with me. He has a table set before my enemies and it is just for me and I believe it with all of my heart. That's valorous. It's not pulling back. It's stepping in. It's being a warrior. It's having a heart for God's greatness to shine in this world in spite of the enemies that attack this world. My friend, we serve a glorious God. Come on, somebody. And I know some of us are feeling pain and we're feeling hurt and we're feeling stagnant. But God says, we're going to come out of the funk. We're going to come out of the valley. So let's be a church that has the spirit that God desires for us to have. And let's come out of the valley and let's proclaim to the world the goodness of God. His goodness and his mercy is chasing us down. Because I believe it's following you and it's following us all the days of our life. Let's pray. God, you're an amazing God. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy and your unfailing love. God, you are our shepherd. We shall not want. God, you give us rest, rest for our souls. And God, you've called us out of the valley. We can get through the valley and we can come out of the valley because of who you are. God, thank you for your rod and your staff. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for setting a table for us in the presence of the enemies. God, we love you and we desire for everyone to become valorous. We desire for everyone to step in to being bold and unafraid and humble in their heart. God, you oppose the proud, but you give unmerited favor to the humble. Those who recognize who you are. My friend, he's great. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's forgiving. He's one who will empower you to do the amazing things he has created you to do. But what you have to do is submit to his authority, to his love. His goodness and mercy is chasing you down. Will, will it meet you today in the spot that you are? Will you surrender and believe what God has done on a cross for you? My friend, that's what the cross of Christ is all about. It's about expressing the love of God to all of us so that we can be anointed by the blood of Jesus, be forgiven by the blood of Jesus, be in his family because of the blood of Jesus. And I need you to know that this Jesus didn't stay in a grave after they killed him on a cross. He powerfully defeated death and rose from the grave. And the Bible says, 
because of that resurrection, you and I can resurrect too. And so my friend, if you've never trusted Christ, submitted your life to his authority, today would be a great time to do it. Say, God, I'm ready to have a valorous spirit. Say, I surrender. I give honor to you. Tell God, thank you for the cross of Christ. Tell God, thank you for the resurrection and you receive it today. It's a free gift from God and you receive it by faith. My friend, if you said that prayer today, I wanna be one of the first to welcome you to the family of God. God has audacious plans for us and you. Step in to the fullness of who he's called you to be. And we pray this prayer today in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.